Top Shelf Fantasy. All right, you Top Shelf Fantasy fans, here with you for a podcast 282. Crazy how high that was. Uh, Zeki's on here, as well as Derek. Zeki kind of brought it up. Wow, 282. It is a lot. I don't really look at it too much because we do it once a week. But yeah, don't worry. We'll get noticed by like 300. I I promise you guys. <laughs> how you guys doing? Good. Good to be here, Good. man. Love talking football, playoffs, fantasy championships are over. Won a couple of them. Yeah, you did. Um, Ryan, did you win any? I know we both lost in different leagues in the finals. Two, two second place finishes. Same here. Yeah, Feels great. <laughs> couple duds. Yep. Some cash, but no one's going to ever re- m- remember that. So <laughs> There's no glory. No nope. glory in second place. No, unfortunately. I know. It's like one of those things. I still do it like in our Red Dog Walker Dynasty. Like, dude, I won second place three times. Everyone's like, I don't give a shit. Like, but I won like <laughs> good money. Like I'm still plus over five years. Like who cares? You ain't first right. or last. Yeah, I mean, it's a 14 yeah. team league. It's pretty good. Um, second place is just first place loser. That's all. Yeah. Thanks, Derek. Um, <laughs> yeah, Derek, you won a league by 0.4 with a stack correction mid game. Mid game stack correction on sleeper. Uh, it was a Did, one one yard stack correction. That Derek flipped, thought flipped he it. lost. I thought I lost. Point oh four, yeah. right? It was. Uh, point oh four. Um, and I uh I sent like a congratulations Kyle message. <laughs> then everyone was like, "No, wait, you're winning now." And <laughs> I checked it back, and it was a stack correction. And then the game ended, and it was <laughs> the wildest win ever. <laughs> and it was like one eighty to like it was it was. I would say 173.04 right? to 173.02. Oh, dude, my God. Yeah, but tough, tough loss for Kyle. I mean, <laughs> just yeah, like it's like Kyle. <laughs> I lost one league by like 1.2, and I thought I was bummed about it. That's it's way worse. Like, at least like 1.2 is like I, I had to get 10 yards somewhere. Right. Point oh two is literally falling forward. Yeah, just like a catch for negative yards would have gotten yeah. there. <laughs> and he had Aaron Jones. It's easy to do too. Right. Yeah. Christ. All right. Well, we'll get right into it, I guess. Um we'll get in some season awards, talk about playoffs, but at first we're gonna talk about coach firings, which we saw some beginning of the week. What do they call it? Like Black, Black Monday. Monday. Yeah, Black um, Monday. Some easy ones. We'll talk about those first. Arthur Smith, Ron Rivera. I think those are easy ones. We're not shocked about that at all. Yeah, Arthur Smith was like at 12.01. <laughs> right on oh, the yeah, dot. Like it, yeah, it was like first <laughs> middle of the night. Yeah, it was for, um, for Arthur Smith. <laughs> the last game of week 18 and at like 11.42 like and at 12.02. He was canned. Right. So he was he probably was sleeping. <laughs> like, yeah, he was guy. still he, he was still yelling at Dan, Dennis Smith for yeah. scoring on the last uh, play of the game, running the score up when that he was, was fired. That was hilarious. That the Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston, just being like, "Yeah, we just decided we were going to score. We did it for the team." Like he got the call to kneel the ball. It was like, "Nope, touchdown." Jamal Williams, he's going to well, get one. Yeah, I mean, J- Jamal goes from sixteen touchdowns last year to well one. Now one, but yeah, you know, it's. I mean, who gives a hey, shit? Every, 
like Jamal Williams, like one of the most likable dudes in the NFL. Like, yeah, like who knows? He really might have been like, hey, like, come on, we're right here. <laughs> did did you score. see his his video to his fantasy owner? No, that, like it was like a joke video that his fantasy owner like sent him like, oh, like like uh like thanks for everything this year and he was like that touchdown goes out to the guy's name it was very <laughs> that's <funny>. awesome <laughs> you should look it up that it's a very funny video all right just having fun with fantasy yep all right so the those two were pretty obvious but then a shocking one came a couple days ago mike Vrabel, tennessee coach out i was pretty shocked about that i don't know what tennessee is doing uh to me he's a de- definitely a player coach people respect them i think that's why you've seen these like older receivers go there the last three years they want to play with him even though he's not an offensive minded guy i think they just kind of respect him so um i don't know what you guys think their plan is or where he might go well i i saw today that they were saying that but there's through the rumor mill they're saying that it was it had to do with his hall of fame weekend in new england and all the conversation that's been going over there. Um, that was like mid-afternoon today, but still, I mean, guy was what, coach of the year two years ago? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's been there and been winning without a quarterback, really. Like Ryan Tannehill brought him to the playoffs, won the one seed with Ryan Tannehill. I mean, yeah. it's definitely a shocking fire. Um, like if D Hop went there, there's probably some love between him you know i think we forget that brable was probably was on the defensive staff in houston when d hop was there too like and you saw d hop play his guts out for that guy and we always kind of worry about d hop and practice and effort <laughs> and like so i mean like brable just seems like a guy that people want to play for I, I just don't know how you in the nfl today where there's maybe 10 good coaches at any given time pass on a right guy. well i mean not only that but i mean who are they going to replace him with at least for the time being, like, who are they going to replace him with? That's a better option. And it's not, it's not a spot where it's like, oh, like prime spot to go to. Because I mean, Derrick Henry is likely out. D-Hawk could be, yeah, yeah. D-Hawk could go wherever Rabel goes. So the, right. you got to look at that too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely not one of the worst. I mean, Carolina is probably the worst landing spot, but Tennessee has got to be up there for a tough, tough go at it. Um, I don't know what their spending's like on player, but players, but they paid pay, paid on their defensive players, so it looks like they spend money. But I don't know, tough spot. I mean, it seems like it's going to be a full full gut over there. They're getting rid of everybody, and they're starting starting fresh. Just we, unfortunately, we, they were kind of decent this year. Yeah, you know, they weren't. It's not like they're going into a, a great pick. Nope. Right, yeah, it's not like, oh, they have a top five pick to turn it around. They don't. They'll draft no. a tackle. Yeah. Probably. Like, like start three, probably build should. at the bottom. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, uh, and then biggest one, Pete Carroll. I think they, this was t- today, right? Yeah. Seattle coach, this was even a bigger shock. I mean, he's been there forever now. Has Four, had some, 14 years, I think. Has, has, has had great success, especially with Russ... Wilson, you saw what he did with him. You saw Russ without him, and it's a completely different player. Not yeah. as good, very bad, but that was shocking. Um, uh, it's super shocking. Like, I mean, 
Pete Carroll brought stability and relevance back to the Seahawks. Like I just don't, again, it's just, it's weird to move on from that guy unless you're just, again, just fully blowing the team up. Like by Gino, like they have some good young defensive players. They have good young tackles that just weren't healthy this year. Um, they have a slew of running backs that can run the ball, but and like good wide receivers, like it's gonna, it's a good spot. They're missing a quarterback and like interior defensive line, interior offensive line. They could be right back at it. It's definitely gonna be one of the best locations you could go as a new head coach uh, this year for sure. Yeah. Uh, do you think he goes anywhere in the NFL? I mean, I'm sure he does. But again, I think before the podcast, you guys said like it's not a team that's going to be like rebuilding that wants a guy that's 72. What if, I mean, he could go to Atlanta and bring Gino with him and they would be very viable for a playoff spot. Uh, and Atlanta is a, is a quarterback away from, from being a threat. Right. And, and a coach. Like, yeah. Yeah. And a coach yeah. and an offensive coordinator that gets the guys with talent, the football, like, man, Arthur Smith was like, not just frustrating for fantasy, but like, I couldn't imagine being an actual Atlanta fan and being like, so excited right. for all these top picks and then just watching them walk on the outsides and play backup running back to Tyler LJ year all year. Like, so brutal. Yeah. And Jet saves to Curdo Patterson at the one. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they have to be careful with that too, because they have these young guys and their contracts are going to be up soon. Like, if they don't take Pitts' fifth year option, like, if they don't get a coach or quarterback, buy Pitts, buy London in two years. Right. And then, like, so mm -hmm. you get a coach like Pete Carroll now, you know, may, maybe they, you know, they they do tag Pitts or he signs an extension. Like, you just can't waste this fucking talent, man. It's just sad. They're too good. But it's good that Arthur, Arthur Smith got canned at 1201. Yeah. And his best shot's getting an OC job somewhere. And that's the highest ceiling yeah. that he can get. I mean, I, he's, I don't know what his contract was, but I'm assuming he's getting paid for the next two. Two or three years by the Probably, team. Probably, yeah. Fucking insane. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question because, like, uh, I mean, he's been there for two years now, three years now. Three years, yeah. Yeah, three years. So seven and seven and ten, all three years. Yeah. If, if you want co consistency, though, like that's it. Um, <laughs> Consistently not getting home playoff games that the <laughs> yeah. owners are looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Consistently underperforming. Right. Yeah. All right. And the ne next one, it's college. Um, but Nick Saban has retired. This also yeah. came out today. Another huge coach. Like, like between, like Nick Saban. I mean, college football Hall of Fame, sure. But like Pete Carroll's a Hall of Fame coach. Like these are some big goddamn names this year that we're seeing coming off the board. It's not the third year coach from Carolina that like came from college and sucked like mm -hmm. you know Rabel I mean was probably considered a top 10 coach and pretty much everyone's coach rankings just like just huge names this year it's been really strange yes um to my next point Bill Belichick another another big name he's uh still with New England but of course talks of him either getting cut or traded um do you guys think he does move? I mean, personally, I do. 
I mean, I've never seen the Patriots talk about anything this much with the media before. And I've also never seen as many media appearances as they've had this year. I mean, even Robert Kraft made some media appearances in college football and they were answering questions I never would have expected them to answer just based off of, you know, the way, the way they have been in the past. It just seems to me like they're trying to sort of maybe, I don't even know if it's maybe they're just trying to butter up new England fans for what's about to happen and slowly, slowly get new England fans into, into the idea of him leaving now too. Because it's very 50-50, at least from people that I've talked to. There's no no in-between with fans. You're either, (laughs) he's got to go, or what are we thinking? It's not. (laughs) Right. So true. So true. That's so true. I just just feel like if Bill was going to be let go from the Pats, I feel like if he does, it should have happened earlier. It's just like, the saying is not, pull the band-aid off super slow so it hurts really bad the whole goddamn time it's like right band-aid off like like if you're gonna do it just do it like and if if it's because Brable's on the board that's fine like whatever but i mean bill belichick's playing for the record he's going to be a head coach next year he's not going to take front office job like and if you're dragging your feet trying to pull him into the front office as new england like you're very lost in the woods like that's not gonna happen Right. I, honestly, I yeah. think Atlanta is a viable option for him. Yeah, it is. Like he's a, a defense is their weak spot. He can he can turn some of those guys into into overachieving players like he always has in his career. And he's got viable, viable players and on the offensive side that he can work with. Right. Um, and, and and a good offensive line, too. The, the thing is, like, Rabel is the best choice for New England. That's, I think, their ideal because I think that's the only way they keep some of the other coaching pieces. Yeah. Those are all Bill's guys. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's he's probably taking them with him. But He could, he could take a son. We're okay with <laughs> that. His... Go, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> take all your family here. members out of our goddamn organization. If you're he might, might want to leave them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. You so guys can stay here. You can stay. <laughs> Just keep licking your lips. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, guys' eyes, they're always like, oh, I scary. can't, I can't stand Steve Belichick. Yeah. He's just, I, and I don't think he's respected by the players either. I, I just don't because they call him Steve. They don't call him coach. Like, like when you call, like, I forget who it was. Uh, maybe it was uh, Judon last year. Like, oh, yeah love coach mayo and then like yes steve's good but you come by your first name like that's such a sign of disrespect <laughs> like like if you're at work and like you're you work for the boss's son you immediately don't respect that guy mm-hmm. it's like that simple like this is their job this is their professional career like you're gonna work for the boss's son like screw that <laughs> yeah I mean, so as soon as he says something stupid, you're just it's like you're checked out. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you get this job again? <laughs> you, That's yeah. right. There's so many coaches out there that would love this job and you got it. Why? Right. <laughs> All right. So I I'm sure we'll have podcasts about coaches in the, the offseason. Oh. They they can't sign until after the Super Bowl. Is that correct? Or that's correct, I, yeah. Okay. Cause they can 
interview, but like they're they interviewing interview, someone yeah. that's in the playoffs. They can't do it till after they lose, right? No, or you can no if you have like a lot of coaches that have the buy if they're gonna get interviewed, we'll do it on their buy. Okay. So you'll see like you'll see like McDonald from yep. the, the DC from Baltimore probably. Oh, so that's why they're 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 always like, Oh, it could be like a distraction for the playoffs. And that happened with Atlanta when they were in the Super Bowl. Um, it happens way I mean, more often than it should, to be honest. Yeah. It's still you still kind of hear about it. Like uh, yeah. you still hear about teams expressing interest in coaches before they've even left. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ben Johnson's been talked about and the distraction no matter buy. what. Absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah, I I personally, while the while the season's still going, I don't think I don't think they should be allowed to do that. But um it, it it's it's one of those it's one of those things where it actually can almost make the situation worse because those rumors are kind of floating around the locker room. Mm-hmm. Absolutely towards the end of the season. You know, some of these guys, you know, playoff implications are going, and you want some of these teams to continue to play. And they're hearing that noise in the background. It's I don't know. It, a real like yeah. A real emotional player is going to be like f that guy. I'm I'm not playing for him. I'm right. Gonna for, I'm going to play for me. You know, it's not. I don't know. There's tampering for players for a reason. Like why don't we have tampering for coaches? Right. Mm-hmm. Like true. <laughs> it shouldn't be that different. Yeah, and like I said, we'll we'll have a podcast. I'm sure about coaching carousel and shuffles and what's going to look oh, like. Yeah. Uh, so I cannot cannot wait for that. All right, second segment. We're gonna get into some uh, 2023 fantasy season awards. We had MVP, Rookie of the Year, Sleeper, Waiver Ad of the Year, Bust, and then Playoff MVP. Um, Derek, do you want to take the MVP? Yeah, I mean, this is gonna come to no one's surprise. He's most likely going to be the number one pick off the board in every week next year and in CMC. Um, a guy that like the only worry that we had was staying healthy and he played a full season of fantasy, not regular season, right? He got the week 18 off, but he played every week for you in fantasy this year. He was, yeah, we have it on here for half point PPR is 102 points next, the next closest running back to him. That's just pure dominance. Like, he won you weeks. He won you playoff games. Like the dude was unstoppable. And like, I mean, it's been a while since we talked about running back being top probably three for MVP voting. Like he's like NFL MVP, not just fantasy, right? Like that's how important this dude was. And he did it every which way. And then when you watch him play, it's like, it's all so automatic. He's so good. <laughs> he's so unbelievably good. Like there's a stat that he was on 56%. He was in 60, 56% of all championships across like ESPN fantasy. Like that's a crazy stat. That's a wild number. <laughs> it's a wild that number. Is, 20, 25 high. is like insanely high. Over like 50? I don't think Travis Kelsey was that high the last two years. Probably not. No. Uh, did, didn't you say like in PPR, he was 170 more than the year too? I was uh, 195 points. Higher than Brees Hall <laughs> in full point PPR. Wow. That's uh that's a crazy number. Crazy, crazy number. I mean, the, it if you had him on your team, you're probably viable for most points in the league too, which is money for a lot of fantasy leagues too. So I mean he he won a lot of guys a lot of money this year. Yep. He had 
like 90 yards in in the first half before he got hurt and he got pulled in week 17 too mm-hmm. which i'm sure hurt some people but i mean what he did for you all year you can't be mad with yeah if you cursed him out because of that um shame on you yeah because he you brought you there football. yeah you yeah. don't love football <laughs> you got your 90 yards like what do you guys want like if that's his worst week ever they're all right like i'll take that floor It's it's crazy how the running back position has changed in the last five years. Like even like not just in the NFL, but you know, fantasy wise too, like from a profession positional standpoint, having a guy that can score that many points is so valuable. Cause like you said, the drop off is is crazy. But even from the you know, the center of the running back fantasy pool to the the drop off there. It's like, those are guys that you don't even want to start as a flex at this point. You know, that drop off from right. the, the center of the pool, it, it, it's, it's, it's wild. Far. He had, he led the league in rushing with, I want to say 1,459, 1,450 yards, which is low by, by most, by most standards. And, he what was he like 250 yards higher than the next closest or 200 uh, yards derrick henry was second derrick henry was second it was almost 300 yards i was just gonna say we wow. didn't have any other running back rush for over 1200 yards. 100 yards i don't think I've i don't, seen don't that remember that before. i mean we had we had 12 <laughs> running backs hit over a thousand like one of those guys was tony pollard and if you started tony pollard every week you know what that 1000 yards got you and it was not pretty not fun. right and it's like, 18 weeks too. It's like, right. Getting a thought like th- that's low. I mean, we did lose a guy like Nick Chubb this year too. Right. So you think he'd be up there right. or yeah. compete I with think the likely, top? Yeah. Likely he's up there. I mean, he's the only guy for six straight seasons. I think I was, I was reading to average five yards. A carry. Yeah. A carry. Yeah. Plus. I mean, he's one of the purest runners in the game. All right. um, but I mean, rushing is just like so down. It's crazy. It's gonna it's gonna push all wide receiver backs way up boards next year. We'll see that. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll take the. Um, I'll start with the rookies. If I had to pick one, I'd pick the first one. It's a uh, Puka Nakua, two hundred forty six t- total points. What what is your four in the year and half point PPR? His ADP is not available. If you go on Fantasy Pros or sites now. His, his ADP is like RB42. They changed that throughout the season to make it see, seem like they kind of knew, but... Um, he was not in the top 200. I have, yeah. I have the ADP list from, from August 25th saved, and he wasn't on there. Yeah. Um. So that just shows, like... First of all, you got him on the, way, the waiver wire. We'll get to that, too. But why does he have four for a, a fifth-round pick that no one was even talking about? I think people are like, oh, if Cup misses time, he might get work behind Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell. Yeah. Higby, maybe. Yeah, Van Jefferson was a big sleeper. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Traded. He was just absolutely crushed it and crushed it for you in playoffs, too. Broke, um, Broke Justin Jefferson's rookie wide receiver receiving yards. Mm-hmm. And he record. broke the re- receptions with yeah. Waddle. Um, And coming in um, just honorable... Mentions CJ Stroud, 
quarterback 11 on the year's ADP was quarterback 24. Uh, and he missed some weeks too. So this probably should have been a little more than that. And J- Jameer Gibbs, um, RB10, ADP was RB14. It's not crazy. He he missed two weeks, but he did that with David Montgomery putting up stats too. So I think that's very impressive. Bijan was okay. I didn't put him up here. He was RB12, but his ADP was like RB4. So yeah, he was at that point. Pick. Yeah, doesn't count. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean Jameer Gibbs. If you look at his first half stats, the first second half year stats, I mean they're so way, different. Way Two different. different players, you know. Yeah. He was like, actually used, right? You watch, you watch all three of these guys actually play on Sundays, and you're like, oh, all these dudes can play. Like these guys are professionals. These guys are really good. Yep. All right, Ryan, take the sleepers. Um, the sleepers we got. Raheem Mostert. Um, I don't think that if you told me at the beginning of the season that was going to happen with Raheem Mostert, right? Didn't I tell you that Mostert was? That, that's one of those. Else? That's one of those. <laughs> that's one of those preseason conversations that I'm like, I will bet you right now that that doesn't happen. <laughs> Most, I will bet like, five hundred dollars that that doesn't happen. The conversation and, and, and I would not are, bet that. Right. Yeah, the, I wouldn't bet that. The right. conversation with Mostert was like, yeah, he might be good if he makes it out of week one. Like <laughs> he's yeah. always I'm, hurt. <laughs> I'm still not convinced it happened. Like I still, I'm still, I mean, he's played great. Like, don't get me wrong, but um, I don't know. In my opinion, obviously, with with A Chain back there too, he is explosive when he's on the field. At 31 years right. old, right. He's like older now. He's too. he's, he's older. A yeah. chain, I think, is is still the future there, and he probably, yeah. I think, going into getting out of camp, I think A chain probably ends up being the starter. Um, I think A chain I mean, gets that's drafted. that's just my bold prediction. Uh, you know, without having any of that, you know, any any other, yeah. Most right is now. also a free agent too, so I mean, the free agent who knows if he even goes there. I'm sure he stays for a cheap deal. Yeah, but preseason or um, pre-draft, it was always like, all right, the last round you're you're picking Jeff Wilson or Mostert, and you're hoping one hits. One of them. I hit. unfortunately always picked the wrong one in all mm-hmm. my leagues, but Mo- Mostert was a guy that that was talked about largely of being cut. Yeah, if they were to land Delvin Cook, most was the guy that was on the outs. Right, was, he was getting cut. Jeff Wilson ended up getting hurt preseason. Yeah, haven't helped make help get Mostert um, a role. Cook didn't sign, so I think it worked out perfectly. But yeah, I didn't do a waiver thing for him because he was drafted, but it was one of those like last round dart throws, and holy shit, did that hit? Yeah. I mean, he was great, and he's, I mean, he's had 21 touchdowns, which means that, like, he was, like, automatic all year. All like, year. All like, year. All year. And uh, even until, touchdowns. like, week 10, even until, like, week 10, I was like, he can't, yeah, there's no way he's keeping this up for another another seven weeks, and he I, kept going. Just... If, if you look back at every single Sell High fantasy podcast that was recorded this year most of name was put up here yep mm-hmm. every single week do it every now before week. it's too late and we right. even agreed like the, absolutely they'll save them for the playoffs but they just with injuries too like we need a back right they like, yeah. yeah um 
hey, he just broke a thousand yards, a thousand twelve. Yeah, st- still did that with all touchdowns. Crazy. <laughs> all right, next one, Zeki. Uh, honorable, we're calling an honorable mention. Yeah. Um, Robinson, another guy uh, that is explosive when the ball is in his hands. I, I mean, just doing freak things all year. Honestly, I think I think this is kind of his floor in my opinion i think it only goes up from from here um but yeah i mean if we if if they can sort of figure out to, how to continue to get him into space and get some other options around him that can spread the field for him it's it's only it's only going to going to go up from here we we came into the year thinking that Brian Robinson was just like a between maybe even not tackles between the guards runner Right. And we saw we saw him catch passes this year. And it's like it's like another thing is like you just really never know who which running back can catch passes and can't because right. they really surprise you sometimes. And Brian Robson was better maybe in the passing game than he was in the rushing game for a lot mm-hmm. of the season. Like he he made some big plays for that team, kept them right. in some games. Well, um, he he literally just made Antonio Gibson not a factor. Absolutely. And- <laughs> Gibson and, is a wide receiver. Into yeah. Gibson was what a, an an eleven hundred yard rusher a year yeah, ago. Yeah, he had he had over a thousand. Yeah, his first his, his first three years were, right, or at least his first two were good. He he was RB twelve, average, right, and he was my slipper this year because I didn't believe in Brian Robinson again. What a miss by me! And going, pre- going down the list, preseason. Uh, uh, Ron Rivera was talking about that they got to get into New Gibson the ball more. Mm-hmm. It's like again, we got to get it tattooed on our foreheads. Don't trust coach speak in yeah. preseason. It just especially never... <laughs> a coach that ended up getting fired, right? Yeah. <laughs> just don't trust them. Whatever they say, just don't trust it. Just go with your gut. <laughs> All right, Derek. Waiver yeah. wire ads for the waiver wire ads. There's, I mean, there's some good ones that we kind of talked about before, but I think. I think the easy winner to this, and I think that he probably could have been up there for MVP on the season if Christian McCaffrey wasn't so ungodly good, was Kyron Williams. Um, if you had Kyron Williams and you saw him play, like, I mean, there was just so many games where the two was putting up 30 points at full point PPR. You know, he was RB6 in half point PPR and RB2 in, in PPR this season. Um, or, sorry, no, he was oh. RB2 in points per game this season. It's because he missed three or four games four games and the best part about Kyron Williams missing games was he was on the IR for the entirety of missing it you never had to worry about whether he was going to play or not Mm -hmm. and the week that he got back he was fully healthy it was like the Rams used the IR correctly with him too um you know they did it with cup too they know how to use it yeah they did they use it correctly they they weren't rushing their players back and I want to see team more teams get in that kind of practice with these guys it's like they're not going to play, put them on IR, let them get healthy. Like, don't make these guys play hurt. And I mean, Kyron, when you watch him play, his patience and his explosion through the hole was so good. He just like, it looked like it was back, like when the Rams had a rushing attack, like Todd Gurley. And when the Rams and Stafford have a rushing attack, that offense is pretty lethal. Yeah, it's it's Stafford, man. I got to tell you, yeah. just don't doubt fantasy options on a Stafford offense. Like, yeah. you just, what is I mean, he? He's got all three. He's got all three of the. Um, well, he's got one and two for. For wide receiver fantasy, uh, fantasy seasons, and then the 
the rookie rookie record. Yeah, <laughs> right. rookie record. Yeah. Yep. The guy's just good at making connections with with specific and, players. And you watch him play and he just swings it in the coolest goddamn way. Like Stafford's a great watch to watch watch play offensive football. So and then Kyron Williams was RB72 coming into the season. He was uh I mean, he had no carries as a, in his rookie year. Was he right? had he had a few, but Cam Akers, he had a few. Yeah, but he, he had Cam Akers. He yeah. was he was coming off an injury. He missed half the season. That's right, he year missed one, half the so. season. That's right. So I mean, I, I he really kind of came out of nowhere. Um, like he was on, like I had him in one of the my dynasty leagues, and he was on my taxi for more than half the season because I just didn't want to bring him up yet, and I had to, and he helped me win a finals. So. Like that, I mean, Kyron's season can't be talked about enough how good he was. Um, for honorable mentions, we have Puka Nakua. I mean, again, his ADP uh, was yeah. non-existent, so he was a waiver wire pickup. I mean, first first week waiver wire pickups. Like generally, if we look back in time, I feel like we see like first week is like really anomaly, and you don't want to spend a ton of fab after the first week. Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams were both explosive in week one they blew out seattle in week one they put up 31 points Bukinuku had like 15 targets and 10 catches and both of them were just pure startable all season like which is like really rare for those week one waiver pickups i feel like we see that teams haven't flushed out their offenses yet and guys either they have a good game and then they're not playing a lot of snaps the next week <laughs> it just kind of happens a lot um and the last honorable mention was jerome ford he, his ADP was 67 coming into the season, obviously, because Nick Chubb was there. He got hurt. They kind of didn't figure out their running back carousel until Jerome Ford kind of got the job and then just took it and ran with it. Um, he finished as RB17 on the season. And he was, I mean, all those points were in the back, you know, two thirds of the season. So right. uh, he was very viable, especially when Joe Flacco got there too. Um, mm. And that the Browns offense just kind of took off. Best handcuff of the year for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if Cream Hunt just didn't steal like eight touchdowns from him, right. he'd, he'd probably be like RB9. But <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. turning into a short yardage goal line back. Yeah. When the fuck did that, that happen? <laughs> was not the like end of, of like not the end of his career that I saw for Cream Hunt. But yeah. I, I mean, worked out for Jerome Ford. All right. Um, the bust of the year, I'm going with Travis Kelsey. Tied in three in the year isn't bad, but it's Kelsey. If he's not tied in one by 50 points, um, it's a loss. Yeah. yeah. First round pick. Usually, if you have him, you're locking to making playoffs. Again, not a bad season, but the fantasy playoffs alone, he lost you it. He was right. ab- abysmal. Week 17, they gave 4.5 points. Just couldn't do it. Um, he was so you know, bad I had in playoffs. Him in- Plenty of leagues didn't kill me too much, but it killed me in the finals at the end of the day. Like yeah. I start him over Trey McBrad and I lose because of it. And, um, and he had he had one big week, right? Like right when he first started dating Taylor Swift, he was looking good. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> was the only three games in full point PPR he put up over 20 points was in weeks five, six, and seven, right around Swifty time. And then he didn't hit over 16 points in PPR once again for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Like, 
especially in a year where tight end was so viable. There's so many good tight ends. This so many year. good tight ends. Like that also made the first round pick just way more of a bust this year than other years. Like if he had this same year last year, we'd be like, eh, sure, you overpaid for him, but you're not fighting the waiver wire of tight ends and doing the carousel. Mm-hmm. And you just didn't have to do that this year. Yeah, and it's a year that Mark Andrews went down too. So the right. tight end three is probably should be lower. And then Austin Eckler is a big bust. First round pick again, ADP was RB2 overall. RB26, huge week one, out I think four or five weeks. But after that, it was just, he wasn't scoring touchdowns. He was giving you like four points. It was just abysmal. Yeah. That that whole offense kind of shit the bed after yeah. Herbert got hurt too. So you didn't know if terrible. he was going to be kind of rested or not half like at the end of the year. So it was kind of hard to start him. Um, hard to sit him because you know what he can do, but he was getting right. six carries a game and three targets. Right. Not going to do it. But not only that, when I mean, when Her- Herbert went down too, I mean, you weren't even sure if they were getting blown out. Yeah. Was it the Raiders game? Yeah. It was like 70 to 12. Oh, yeah. That was the, Thursday. The worst, the worst loss in franchise history. That that, that was the wake-up call to fire their head coach. That was <laughs> it. Just that game. Mm-hmm. It we out, I mean, so many, so many things going on in that locker room. It's like, are we going to have a new coach this week, an interim coach this week? Like, I, there were so many question marks with that where it. Um, I had him in a couple of leagues, and I was like, I don't even know if you, I want to start him you, this you week. You can't. It, it's one of the those things where it's like, yeah, you kind of run and die with them. And you look back, it's like I should have just sat him and be right. like, all right, like, but it's it's Eckler, like you clinged on to him, you yeah. clinged on to him until you were finally just like, all right. Like, <clears throat> name value only by the end of the season. Really right. tough stuff. Um, I mean, tough year to be a Chargers fan. Put it that way. Yeah, great on paper, but great on paper. Chargers always is. That is the way for the Chargers. Always is. Always is. Best defense ever on paper. On paper. <laughs> All right, and Zach, do you want to run us out with the playoff MVP? And CD Lamb, playoff MVP, coming into his own this year. Making big game moves. I mean, he's always been a great route runner. He's always looked good like on the field. But this year, he, it just felt like he had command at all times on the field. Like he couldn't be stopped. It almost, he almost, I mean, honestly, he looked, he looked as good as Justin Jefferson did last year. Yeah. In my, in my opinion. Taking 181 him. targets. Right, taking over games at will. Um, I honestly, if you were playing against him, you, you were just praying to God that the Cowboys stayed off the field. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I, I mean, I you know you knew you knew he was going to be good. I just I just was kind of like wondering when it was going to happen, when he was going to explode like this, and he's even finding better ways to get into the end zone this year. I mean, he had, what, two rushing touchdowns this year? Yeah, he ran the ball more than he normally does. I think he had another, like, he had, like, 200 yards on the ground. Too. Right. They, the Cowboys did a really good job of using him in different ways and kind of spreading the field for him, too. And I think now that they figured out they can do that, he's going to continue to be, you know, one-two one, one two for the next, at least the foreseeable future. I'd say 
maybe three, three, four years, he's gonna he's gonna continue to play like this. Yeah, he's um, tied, tied to Dak too, right? He's tied to Dak. System. Um, yeah, I just, I just really like every time he was on the field, it was like not just from a fantasy standpoint, but you know, in in all aspects of the game, he just he's look he looked great this year. Um, and yeah, I mean, you can't ask for more than thirty three point seven points. Uh, in in the last game of the se- the last game of the fantasy season, the championship game, and that um, came in um that was that Saturday game, I think. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like yeah. the the first game you're playing is we're like, that's eh, probably a loss. Well, yeah, no, it was <laughs> and a, it's a no now, I guess. Like that was like Kamara a couple Kamara years ago for the first game, so touchdown. Like, all right. <laughs> there yeah, it was goes. like end of the end of the first quarter. He already had like 16 points. I was I was playing I was playing him in the in the championship, and Saturday was over, and my guys hadn't even played yet. And oh yeah, text you, McKay, a good. Good luck, like, oh, it's over. Like, why? It's oh, over. yeah, never mind. <laughs> None of my guys have even played yet. And I'm like, I I don't think I can overcome Because you went yeah. against like CD and Amon Ra that game. And Amon Ra, was... CD and Dak, and they scored 90 <laughs> points on a Saturday night. I could barely that break that in that league. <laughs> yeah, like, at least you knew early. Overcome that. And like, right. so I just did the quick math on it too. He had the 181 targets. He caught 135 of them, which is roughly 75% of targets were caught. Like that's a high percentage for that many targets. That's crazy. Yep, he's good. All right. Um, next segment we have is uh, we're just getting, getting over the first round of the playoffs. I think this is the one year where I look at almost every single game and think that either team could win. Yeah, and you kind of see it with the with, with the spreads too, and like the um, teams that are favored. Yeah, it's just I mean we'll get right into the first one: Cleveland at Houston. Um, Houston won Week 18 to make the playoffs. Cleveland's fear by two point five. Um, Block was Ben Hop, but so was Houston. Um, they got Stroud and Nico back, and that showed last week how dynamic those two guys are it sucks that they don't have tank dell i think that could have been a lot of fun in the playoffs oh, yeah um or if david pierce knew how to play football that could have <laughs> been good too but i'm not a betting man i'm kidding I, i'll bet all these games um <laughs> but um i mean i i don't know like i i like the flacco story i think I, i'd rather see houston win i think they could i would love to see stroud do it as much as I do like the Flacco story, but uh, Cleveland still is tied to Deshaun Watson. And I, I still can't respect that guy as as a man. Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing Cleveland lose. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what a tough game to call, right? Like, I guess like we're all waiting for the Joe Flacco wheels to fall off. Like it could happen week one of the playoffs, but he was a wicked good playoff quarterback in his whole time. Like he had like one of the best runs in the playoffs, the Super Bowl win ever. Yeah. Like if you go back, look at the stats. I mean, he was lights out. So like, it's a Corey day Smith game, so he won't be he, he won't be falling asleep on the bench. True. Uh, which yeah. Is good. <laughs> but like, I mean, the Cleveland being favored by two and a half going to Houston is like, I mean, being favored going to Houston's obviously makes sense. But you would have expected if they really if Vegas thought Cleveland was like good enough to win a couple games that line would be higher so it'd be at I least mean, three 
right? Like, like that's where it gets tricky. Half, five, right? But two and a half is like, go ahead, go ahead, betters, bet either side of this game because mm-hmm. right. it's very, very hard to bet. Um, but it would also be cool, I think, to make a Ryan's is a really cool NFL head coach, too. Mm-hmm. So, I think yeah, uh, that's an awesome story, too. Yeah. Um, I just think, I think it's more along the lines of like, to go, okay, well, you know, has Joe Flacco, you're still just, I'm just still not convinced on the whole Joe Flacco is, is good again thing. It's like, you know, you come in, the adrenaline is going, but this is, this is playoff football, you know, everybody. He's been gone. there though. Like, we, we I know, also, but he's been there what eight he, years 38? ago. 38 years <laughs> old? I think he's 39. He's 38 yeah. years old. I mean, old he's, he's pretty much semi-retired. On the yeah. couch mid-season. Where, where you look at this too and you're like, just punching the Jets in the face. Like, dude, he he knows the system of the Jets. They should have sent this guy day one at the, or week two when A-Rod right. went, went down. They were so stubborn. Like, I'm not saying Jets yeah. would have made, made playoffs, but I think they would go down a week, week 18. <laughs> I, I, mean, oh, I mean, they really could have. I mean, against the, the, whole... Bills and, the Bills and Dolphins late in the season? Sure, yeah. I mean, right. Bills, Bills were struggling the majority of the season to win yeah. games that they should be winning handily. Yeah. yeah. Handily. I mean, the, the Patriots were the Patriots. You know, they, I mean, they, they easily could have, could have, could have beaten with Joe Flacco. They could beat Miami twice. Yeah. I think it could happen. Not, not shocking. No. Yeah. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't be blown away by that idea. You know, Not the I'm, way he's throwing the ball. Oh, I imagine him and Garrett and Garrett Wilson with those kind of oh, be nice. Would have been better than having to watch Zach Wilson for so many goddamn weeks this year. I'll tell you that. The funniest part of that was <laughs> when like oh Zach is our starter again for where we go to Zach and he's like I, I I don't know if I want to start. Yeah, like, dude, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Like it. it even if you don't, you don't say that. You can't say <laughs> you it can't out loud. Say that. Like your career is over just Call from it. that just from that line. Your career is over before that, anyways. But now it's like solidified yeah. here. Right. Call call your dad and let him talk you off the ledge. Don't say mm-hmm. it out loud in a lot like to a coach. Like, goddamn. <laughs> yeah. So that should be a good one. Uh Derek, good one. do you want to take the next one? Which also yeah. should be a good one. Good one too. This should be a good one. Miami at KC. KC's favored by four and a half with the over under set of 44, which probably seems low thinking about KC and Miami, um, you know, playing a football game. But uh, it's maybe might be the coldest playoff game in Kansas City's history. It's looking like the weather is going to be pretty poor. Um, I mean, I've watched Kansas City enough this year to not believe that they can win any game in the playoffs. Like, I just don't see it. Like, and I and I think what what we could see is if Miami can get on top of them early, Mahomes is gonna go right into hero mode. And like I love Mahomes at death. He's a super good quarterback, and but he thinks that he has to do everything this year. And it's a really bad situation they put him in as a player. So like I don't know. I just think Miami goes in there, and I think that they're gonna probably win that game by ten or fourteen points. Like I don't I don't think it's gonna be very close. I think Mike McDaniel has a lot to prove. Like there's conversations happening all year that he could get fired if they don't want a playoff game which is incredibly unfair for what he's done in miami yep. but <laughs> but i mean they fired brian flores like after making the playoffs for the first time in a decade too so who knows like what's going on with miami's owner but like hey there's not like i 
I've watched a lot of the hard knocks midseason. Like those players would do anything for that guy. So like I, I just think that he's gonna have a lot to prove and I think he's gonna go up and it's gonna be more Miami's offense versus Casey's defense because I think Spagnola is gonna have like he has his hands full against Miami, but he's gonna be up for it. Miami's offense hasn't been great lately. They didn't score no. a point in the second half against the Bills. They their defense not great. They're either breaking single game records or not scoring points at all. Yeah. Not not getting first downs. Um there's been a couple of games where I, I guess the best word to use is that that offense is just very inconsistent to me. Like I, I agree with you to a certain extent that, you know, Kansas city, obviously I think, the, I think it's more shock value that you just, that you don't look at them and say, Oh, they're poised for a deep playoff run this year. Yeah. But I, I also haven't seen a game from Kansas city where I was like, they're out of this game. There's been, mm-hmm a number of games from Miami where, you, you know, you're just like, they, they never at any point had any control over, over the game. They get, you know, kind of blown out a few times. um, And, you know, for the most part too, to, to keep in mind, a lot of, a lot of their blowout wins this year were against teams that were, you know, they should be blowing out if you're going to be going on a, on a deep playoff run. Um, I I think I think Kansas City pulls it out. Maybe not handily, but I think that they pull this one out and then they they lose the next matchup. That's my that's my prediction there. Yeah, I, I think that's super fair. I think it's like just really easy to be on either side of all of these teams, right? Right. Now. It's just like I I don't know. I just when when I'm leaning towards um you know, I can't, I can't pick, I'm going to take the experience. And that is something that Kansas city has an abundance of in those situations. And I don't think that, I don't want to say that there's not going to be jitters on that side of the field, but there's certainly a lot less likely to have jitters on that side of the field. And yeah, they've been there, right? They've right. Been there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And this could be a Kelsey game too. Like, if there's one game to prove to everyone that you're you're still the top tier tight in the league, it's week one against Miami in the playoffs. So, right, yeah, I mean, both Miami and KC have struggled down the stretch too. You know, they both mm-hmm. are way better in the first half of the year than the second half. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of these AFC teams has to get right in the playoffs. I just don't know which one it's going to be. Yeah, it's just Baltimore who's got to buy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just, blowing right out, the whole time, though. just blowing out to, like the best teams in the league just week after week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, next one Pittsburgh at Buffalo. The over under is thirty six. I believe Buffalo's weather is going to be horrific. Yeah. Um. So if you're going to bet on a ground game, I don't know if I'm going to be betting on Najee Harris. Um. Breaking too many tackles, being slippery, like, and it takes oh, him a while to get those. <laughs> it, it takes it takes him a while to get his legs going and very solid grass. Let's see how he has to do it on like in, in a slick, very cold field. Yeah. But how many catches did Pickens have last week? Uh, zero, right? Zero. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't bet on a team where the number one receiver has zero catches in a must win situation. And if it's a 
bad weather too. I can't think Mason Rudolph's going to get Deontay and Pickens involved that much. There's right. one court, one quarterback in the league that can really throw missiles through 50 mile an hour winds, and it's Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like one of the only quarterbacks that can hit a 15 yard out, like in a gust, <laughs> without a problem. And that's like, why they're third by ten. Yeah, and he <laughs> and they play there, right? They're at home. Yeah, you know, I think Buffalo has a lot to prove this postseason too, and like the fact that they fought their way to the two seed was pretty. It's pretty remarkable. They have a lot to be proud about with that. And I think they right. can carry that into the playoffs for sure. Yep. And Josh Allen just, he moves the football. Yep. He's time just of, good. Time of possession, all that. I mean, what do you have? Uh, almost 500 total yards last week? Yeah. Like, and they scored 21 points. Right. Like, he, <laughs> I mean, time, I mean, it's still time of possession is a huge, huge factor, factor. especially in playoff yeah. football. Just don't turn over. That's it. Just, like, but I mean, like, if we didn't turn the ball over three times last week, it's an absolute blowout win. Yeah, like two turnovers in the first half is just another Sunday for the Bills. <laughs> they right. just know it. Like the team doesn't get disappointed by turnovers. Yeah, know? Josh Allen loves throwing picks. He does, and I will bet on that this week as well that he'll throw a pick. <laughs> I think. I think someone said like if you if you started like week one betting that Allen will throw a pick each week, but like 50 bucks on it, like he'd be a pretty rich man. Right. <laughs> so I know Tom Penny bets that almost every week and he, he always hits it. <laughs> uh, the next one's Green Bay at Dallas. Dallas favored by 7.5. Over-under is high. It's 50.5. So they're expecting a high-scoring game, which I would love to see both sides. I think if Green Bay wants to be in it, um, with Dallas, they're going to score a lot too. So, um, I'm hoping it's a highest scoring game. Yeah. Um, Green Bay is like, if you watch them play this year, they're a very young offense, very young. Like, they don't have like a skilled position player outside of Aaron Jones that's like older than 23. Like, they're a young team. Uh, yeah, their receiver that... core is like average, like 22 years old, I think. Right. I, I just like, one thing that you can always do in every single sport is like expect young dudes to make mistakes in playoff games. Mm-hmm. Like in Green Bay, like whenever you see them lose so many times, it's like they're just making really silly, dumb, young person mistakes. Like that could be really formidable in five years, three years from now, two years from now. But uh, they got to get their playoff legs underneath them and going up against a pretty good Dallas team is a pretty tough spot to do it. Yeah, and Dallas I, is hot yeah, right now. I feel like this is the best Dallas has looked in the Dak era. Yeah, it's the best Dak has maybe looked in the Dak era. Right. You know, he had nine interceptions this year. Yeah, he's probably uh, second or third in MVP odds right now. Um, I I could yeah. talk talk for a while about how Dak should be MVP, but I'll hold my tongue. I mean, he was first for <laughs> he was first for a while until he should. You think he cut the bed One, that week? One bad game. One there bad be, game. There will be no takes, bias. No bias whatsoever in, in any of that conversation. <laughs> mm, no, nope. not at all. As he's wearing <laughs> his Dak jersey. Whenever I talk about Dak, I keep my feeling. And you guys know this. <laughs> um. All right. Next one. This is a tough one because I love both teams. The Rams at Detroit. 
Torts Fun. there by three. Funnest game of the weekend? I definitely. 51.5 is the highest over under for any of these highest games. Highest over under, yeah. Um should be a track. I mean, we talked about our playoff award people. Kyron Puga, we had Gibbs up there, Montgomery, like Amon Ra, Cooper Cup still that like still a viable option. I don't know people people think he's done, but then I'm right. Yeah, I mean, I want to shoot out, and it looks like Vegas does too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yep. I think what have we ever like? I mean, we'd have to really do a lot of research on this, but seen a playoff game where a quarterbacks playing against each other that were traded for each other? It's got to be so rare, right? Like they were oh. traded for each other. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, nothing comes off the back. top of my head. No, like I, I don't think Kyle Orton and Jay Cutler made a playoff game. Or it was the AFC, the NFC, anyways. So yeah. they were about to make the Super Bowl. And I promise you they didn't do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the storylines of, you know, Stafford back in Detroit, McVeigh versus, versus um, Goff. Like, I mean, there's so many good stories and so many good offensive players on the field for this game. Right. Right. I mean, they're both very likable teams, in my opinion. Uh, very likable. Like, I, like... I, I love them both. It's just right. hard to even bet with because. Like I'm, I probably bet the Rams plus three, but it's not like whatever team wins, I'll be f- happy, happy with. But I, I'm just a huge Stafford guy, and I love what he does. And you know, I just loved. I, I would love to see the Rams. Just they're probably the third. I think they're better than Detroit the last half of the season. Even though Detroit's been great too, but the Rams the last few weeks have been on fire. Yeah. Right. Um, and they basically get to probably play each other for who has to go play case or go play San Francisco. So they're both <laughs> they're like this is probably gonna be one and done for both these teams. So they're gonna put I it on the floor. We'll you think, see. Also, think Sean McVay is up there for coach of the year. I think he's up there. I, I maybe D'Amico Ryan's it's, might be up it could there be too. Campbell. Could be Campbell too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it could be Campbell too. Yeah, they're like, both in this game. Both like, of them are in that. That have put their hats in the ring for that. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a great. This is gonna be a great game. I think of all of the games this week, this is easily like if you have to pick one, this is the one you should watch. Yeah. Right. And like you said, quarterback first quarterback to get traded for, for each other. Let's go back up to Miami, KC. Yeah, Tyreek playing his old team. Yeah. Bay yep. Versus Dallas, M- McCarthy's old team. Right, Houston, Cleveland, no Watson, but I no mean, Watson. If but... there was a thing that about an NFL game script, I don't know what else it could be. This is Cleveland I mean, fans... pretty much every single thing are here. Yeah, it's Cleveland fans got to be mad at Houston. But yeah, um, a lot of good storylines. I'm trying to think of anything in Pittsburgh, Buffalo. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. No, All right, we'll move on then. Uh, Philadelphia at Tip of Bay. Um, Philly is only third by three. Like I said before the podcast, if, if you asked me a month ago, they'd be favored by probably 10 plus. But Philly has been abysmal the last, I think they're one in five in the last six weeks with easy strength of schedule in the NFL. They, yeah, they started 10 and one. And again, they're on the road. I wouldn't think they'd be on a team on the road. Yeah. they. I mean, they of all these teams in the playoffs that look the most lost that's Philadelphia. 
Like they can't move the football. They can't stop anyone. Like AJ, the offense is AJ gone. Brown's piss of shit. Little, AJ Brown's little. done nothing for a month. Yep. Like it's it sounds weird like vibes. Out of yeah, that, it sounds out like of AJ team. Brown is destroying the locker room too, from yeah. what I've heard. Um, Sad. Maybe that's why Tennessee just saying, didn't want him. I don't know. Since the Kelsey brothers podcast took off, both of those teams, not not. <laughs> Spending way too much time on their podcast and not enough on football. But I mean, I mean, good another good storyline like Tampa Bay making the playoffs. This good storyline Baker making the Baker playoffs. Baker awesome. being a top ten quarterback. Mike Evans having like a career year. Like what? Like so many good Great stories out of Tampa. Like you gotta love that team. Chris like, Godwin's hot too. The last couple of weeks, like it's it's the perfect. Like they're all meshing well. Rashad White's been unreal. Yeah, like that team has been great um their run d is still good yep secondary still weak so that that could be a problem for them um jalen hurts just dislocated a throwing finger yeah i would love to see the bucks win so bad yeah i want to see him win so bad but philly's still philly though they were there last year yeah philly could just get right and win by 20 and start the train rolling but it seems like it seems like they lost both their coordinators and they're a little lost on offense and defense and stuff. I think I think Baker's got ice in his veins, man. And nothing seems to phase him. I, I mean, yeah. for him to come back and do what he did this year after all of the media last year and changing two different teams last year. I, I mean, you we kind of saw a flash of it when he went to the Rams last year for that one game and what did he had he did what did he get one practice in before he started? I don't think he did. Yeah. I don't think he had I, a practice. Yeah. yeah. I think he flew there and, and was literally there. They the, gave him the playbook play. on the plane ride and he won a game. Yeah, maybe like in maybe just like being around Sean McVay like reinvigorated something in him about football, you know, because right. like I think one thing that can happen with these young quarterbacks that get tossed in these bad situations and just get broken down emotionally. Uh, it starts to probably kind of hate football. Right. And, and uh, you know, obviously he had better games than others this year, but he never looked bad. No. Yeah. He yeah he, bad. I mean, he was, he was really good this year. The best we've seen him play since his rookie year. Yeah. And he <laughs> plays hurt too. Um, 28 touchdowns, I mean, he, 10 interceptions. Like not bad. For a guy that was going against Kyle Trask in camp for, uh, to see who's going to start. And even after yeah. like week three, like, Oh, is a Trask time? Like, they're winning like, <laughs> like, like, like mike evans has like 800 yards in like the first six games like come on guys like this is working mike evans had a better year with baker than he ever did with tom brady which is pretty hilarious <laughs> so you're saying baker is a hall of famer yeah if, if he retires tomorrow baker's yeah, better than brady yeah he's that's what derek's saying but not <laughs> yeah but it's not he's better than Dak. he's the boat baker of all time baby boat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, but we have a great weekend of um, I, again. Like, did a podcast tonight with you guys. My wife's like, "Isn't fantasy over?" I'm like, "Yeah, but this is like very exciting football. Like, this is, these are good games. These are, Every this game is the best good. weekend like, of the year. This these, is the best weekend the of the year. Best teams in the NFL playing each other. Yeah. Um. So this this weekend, wife, you are uh. Again, second fiddle. <laughs> Saturday, I'm Sunday, sorry. Monday. Yeah. NFL takes over the whole weekend again. Christmas all over again. <laughs> I I cannot wait. 
me either. These are going to be fun. It's going to be a fun slate. Yeah. We got a, there's a lot of different scenarios that could have played out and like who made the playoffs and who didn't. I think we got one of the better slates yeah. of where people could have landed than, than I mean, it could have ended up. How about Jacksonville? They were fighting for the one seed five weeks ago. Right. They had a winner I was lose. Saying they they went one in or one yeah one in five to close mm-hmm. the season. At one point they were they were second in the conference, right? Like and they went one in five to flame out of the playoffs. They needed to win only one of those five games. <laughs> yeah, that, that was bad. Um, and, and even Buffalo at the two seed, there was a scenario where they wouldn't make playoffs last week so it, sh- it just shows you like it could have been way different like one touchdown in any game last week could have changed this entire thing yeah like in the most parody we've ever seen in the nfl there is so like we had a lot of like teams that sat players but there was still there was like six teams eliminated going into the last week which yep. is like pretty rare yep all right, before, lost before, tennis Jags lost to Tennessee to lose to get bounced from the playoffs. Pretty brutal. Yeah, that's ugh, gross. Um, all right, b- before we end this, uh, Derek, I'll ask you first who is making the Super Bowl in each I, conference? I think it's really hard not to say San Fran versus the Ravens. Like, I would injury, like, they're both like pretty healthy teams, too, right? So, like, Dallas's offensive lines like banged up a lot of these teams. Like Miami's missing half of their front seven, mm-hmm. like going into the playoffs. Like they're both the most healthy, both the most right. And I just honestly can't see any of these teams in this weekend slate beating either of those teams on the road in a winner go home game. Like they, I think that the Ravens have a lot to prove and Shannon has more to prove than anyone in these, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, and none of those San Fran guys have won a Super Bowl. Like none of these Ravens have won a Super Bowl. Like so, yeah. I'm gonna say it's it's Ravens San Fran. That game is a coin toss, but I gotta go 49ers, mostly because like I just I love so many of those positional players. Like they they have stars all over the place on that team. So yeah, hey, like, I won a lot of money in the past just riding San Fran money line playoffs. in playoffs. And they so, win a lot of playoff games. They yeah, really they, do. They they get there. They get, get there. The, yeah, so something happens crazy, and then they end mm-hmm. up losing. Ryan, same question. I I cannot see any teams beating the Ravens in the AFC to go to this the Super Bowl. I can see Dallas getting hot and beating San Fran in the in the NFC championship. Um but I I lean towards San Fran, San especially Fran. especially considering their their meeting earlier in the year. Yeah. Um but I can see that happening. I just I genuinely can't picture any team beating in the AFC beating that Ravens team. Yeah, I don't see it. Yeah. If so, there was one team that could, like, who do you think it would be? I think choose. if the only team that I, I think know. has the pieces to do it and is is Buffalo right now. And you take Josh that, Allen, it's yeah. contingent on Josh Allen 
mm-hmm. not making dumb mistakes. And, and he he kind of has to be a superhero too. Like right. he has the version of Josh Allen we can get. Right. I mean, we we also have to have him and Diggs um go back to him being Allen yeah, Diggs. Kiss again. Like you can't yeah. give Diggs sixty yards a game and think you're gonna win every maybe couples game. therapy. Sure, know, sure. Figure yeah. Figure it out, guys. Cage match. Cage match. <laughs> figure it out. Some helmet boxing. <laughs> get it all out. Yeah, so I'm Baltimore, I think, for sure. San fan probably. Um, wild card. I'm going the Rams. I, wild card. I am. They're there's hot good, right man. now. It's but I mean they had to play again. I think they have to play San Fran next week. I was hoping that they did. They would wait to play him, but I think they play him um, second round if they do win. So that could be tough. But I mean, with the Rams beat San Fran, I think at that point they'll beat any team. If John McVay has a long John history McVay, of yeah. beating. Shanahan too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, those guys would love coach to each other in a playoff yep. game. You know, they would love it. And that'll be a great game next week. I hope, hope that happens. Yeah. Great storyline. For sure. All right. Um, Derek, Ryan, thank you for joining us for Top Shelf Fantasy. Enjoy the first round of playoffs, everyone. Stay fluid, stay loose. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.